people of the world. Welcome to That Sports Podcast, Season 3, Episode 10. This is our season finale for Season 3. Welcome. I am joined tonight by the Brothers Graham. It sounds like it sounds like a, like a like a book from the yeah early I mean, 1900s. Dostoevsky wrote the Brothers Karamazov, and we're writing the Brothers Graham here tonight. So yeah, there you go. Basically, one in the same. A divine comedy. <laughs> so. I'm going to start tonight because it's our, our final episode of this season. We'll start again in January with season four of that sports podcast. But this is actually extremely positive. I'm going to tell you the countries that have listened to this podcast over the first three seasons. So we have we have many places, but we have top 10 countries. So obviously Canada is number one. United States of America, number two. And number three is a little bit surprising. Singapore has downloaded 54 episodes or 54 times. Yeah, 54 episodes of this podcast. France, number four. Germany, number five. The UK of Great Britain and Northern Ireland, number six. That's for you guys, I guess your relatives, Romania, number seven, Russia, number eight, Kuwait, number nine, and the Philippines, number 10. So thank you to everyone who's listened. Um, I also looked at some cities, so specific towns or cities that have listened to this podcast. So I'm going to absolutely butcher the pronunciation of some of these names, but Arized, Portugal, Ipiales, Colombia, Lima, Peru, Bucharest, Romania, Jonesboro, Arkansas, United States, (laughs) Memphis, Tennessee, Tucson, Arizona. Is anyone alive in Tucson? (laughs) (laughs) Um, Severna Park, Maryland. USA, Maple Shade, New Jersey, Marblehead, Massachusetts, New York City, New York, Ridgeway, Ontario, Canada, Rubai, Rubai, France, Jakarta, Indonesia, Taipei, Taiwan, I'm guessing that's Sam, shout out to Sam Tsai, and yeah, so those are some cities that have listened to that sports podcast. It's crazy. Yeah. Pretty, pretty cool. So, um, yeah, we're enjoying this. We've made it a year and three months now, and we'll start season four in a few weeks in, in January. So joining me tonight, as I said, are the brothers Graham. Let's start with Chris, the eldest of the Graham brothers. How are you this week, Chris? And and what's new? Uh, I'm all right. I'm all right. Um, it's been a week where I've just um, watched a whole bunch of like old games and clips from multiple sports this uh, this past week, which is really weird. I, I got into like I caught up on Olympic rowing from the summer today. So, <laughs> yeah, other than that, I'm all right. Why Olympic rowing? Just. Do you have like an interest I don't know. In it's it? just that that no, that's just what the YouTube algorithm 
pointed me in the direction of. Yeah. Okay. Did Canada do well in the last Summer Olympics in Rowan? Canada's usually competitive, yeah. right? Actually, they really do. And it's funny you did that. You said that, Chris, because uh, Sarah, uh, um, she's big into um, rowing because she used to row at the Argonaut uh, Rowing Club like years ago. Um, and so we watch it every year. And yeah, Canada's always been very strong in rowing. Like, uh, yeah, I know we got a couple of golds. I think it's just even in like the women's skulls or something, but it was, yeah, they, they do well. It is one of the more exciting sports when yeah. you're watching. So no. rowing and what's the other, I mean, canoeing, there's something called sculling, right? Yeah. So it's like roll. It's like rowing because then you got like, Oh, Sarah, she should kill me. <laughs> um, yeah. Cause you got the, like the long one with like, I think up to like, nine ten and then the skulls oh, yeah. are a little bit smaller like oh yeah i should kill you but it's also very exciting watching it in person mm. like it's it's really kind of cool right like any kind of any kind of race is fun yeah then you got the triathlon which i always like too well thank I, you. I, i'm a big fan of the modern pentathlon the that's, modern that's pentathlon kinda, yeah man that's that's like shooting running yeah. swimming uh some like equestrian jumping. Is that uh, what, um, what's the, who's the Canadian who won athlete of the year today? Uh, oh, it's terrible. Warner yeah. last name Warner. Did, was uh, he competing in that in the Olympics? Oh, you mean the guy that was like, at the decathlon, was maybe. Our, yeah. What was it? Um, His last name was Warner. Mr. Warner. I'm sorry. I remember. I forget first name. Oh, who, who, oh! You were talking about the the Damien guy who's Damien named Warner. Canadian. He's Damien Warner. Uh, yeah, Damien Warner. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's uh, decathlon, right? That's not. What did you say was that he's, you really? He's liked? a decathlon. Yeah, he's a decathlon. Um, modern pentathlon. Yeah, yeah. This guy does the decathlon. Yeah, and he Which won the 10, March. Right? Ten yeah. different events. But, like, yeah, but it's all within the track and field, right? Like uh, arena, right? Like there's yeah. everything within that, like running the, the hurdles, the everything. I'll go. You like, and Chris, you like the pentathlon. Yeah. Cause it's, it's just got these like, yeah. I see. Cause I, I like equestrian and I like the swimming. So yeah, that's cool. Diving gets me. That's the one I really like. Mm. So it's crazy. Interesting. Cause you think like, Oh, that's only 10 meters. Like that doesn't sound like super high, but yeah, it's high and like, yeah, super high, right? No, that's what I mean. And, you know, and when you're watching it, like, you're like, oh, yeah, that's not bad. Then when, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, I was like, but here's a question: Do you guys prefer winter or summer Olympics? Uh, I mean, I'm a sucker for track and field summer yeah. Olympics. Yeah. So I mean, I like the hockey in winter, yeah. but other than yeah. that, hockey and bobsledding I like, but track yeah. and field takes okay, it for me. So I, like I prefer summer. Is, is that because uh you you like the the hundred meter like like you you like to build up and the pageantry around the I world's do. fastest human i do love that yeah 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 see my jam was 200 that's bullshit that was... alex bullshit <laughs> <laughs> No, I, I think I prefer, I don't know. I don't know. I, I just want to, I, I just want to be Josh for a second. Um, I, I, I like the, 
the Winter Olympics, I, I think, more than than the Summer Olympics. I, uh, like the the biathlon is so awesome. Like mm. to to see like that, and then to turn around and uh, then have to shoot your targets while you're doing it, and then go back to skiing like that, then bring your heart rate right down to hit those targets again. It's it's a real skill and then uh i don't know i i enjoy the uh i enjoy the figures getting long long program oh yeah for sure like the figure skating like that that's just just amazing to me honestly like it really is because like they're going super fast as well right to make those kind of jumps and stuff like it's crazy yeah it's it's one of those things i always think about it if you grew up without cable in this country, your Sunday afternoons and Saturday afternoons was just spent either watching bowling on CBC or figure skating on CBC. <laughs> that's that's all you had. Did you guys have in Nova Scotia? I had CBC, Global, and CTV as the three channels without cable. Yeah. Were they yeah. the same in Ontario? Yeah, yeah. Like because we like yeah. we lived out in the country, so we still had the the antenna. Yeah, before we got like satellite, and then we, you know, you could climb because that was like the ladder thing. So I would get super pumped on CTV whenever Bills played the Dolphins. Only time I could ever watch the Dolphins back then. And then when the Raptors became Raptors and Vancouver Grizzlies became in the league, and then CTV started playing a lot of their games. Right? Man, how times have changed now. Whatever computer we have, we can watch whatever game we oh, want. Absolutely, right? Like, everything. like I, I got when I have the zone, and then like I remember when the zone first came out when they switched from uh, NFL Game Pass to the zone. So that first Sunday, like the zone was down like globally, right? Because everyone was, well, I say globally, at least across the, like, the country, it yeah. was down for a bit because everyone was trying to and catch up with their server. And I was like, what the, what the fuck? <laughs> like, it's one o'clock. I, you know, and so now it's like I can watch, I can watch every, every Dolphins game if I can, right? Yeah. So it's crazy. See, and then that, that drove me nuts on Monday night because it was a Bills game. Uh, <laughs> The the DAZN feed was preempted to the TSN feed. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah. like I could have just watched it on TSN. It yeah. you know. Are you yeah. referring to this past Monday night, Chris? Yeah, this past uh, Monday night. I was really I thought we would I won't, I won't annoy you guys that. with my although, although uh, I had a couple I, things did, loaded for it, so we can talk about it. I, I, I did hear a thing or see a thing today where Tom Brady said that like if he retires, he's going to have a hard time watching football and not be like, oh, these guys suck. I can do it better. Mm, and yeah, I saw, I saw that too. Yeah. I thought for a second, that's probably like the most real and honest quote I think I've ever really heard from scripted Tom Brady. Because like, you know, when you stop doing any job and you go back to watch what the other guys are doing, it's like, oh man, I, I fold sheets better than that guy. <laughs> yeah. I, I I can get through all the Maxwell in an afternoon. This guy's still doing it the next morning. You know, we're the only like, ones who understand that reference. I mean, there's yeah. only not the only ones, but there's only no. a couple dozen people who understand that reference. So, yeah, yeah. And, and half of them are on this call. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, even even Hope did his time there for a bit. But uh, that that's a natural segue to a shout out to Curtis Metcalf. <laughs> 
who who <laughs> can up, fold sheets. What up, Kurt? Who can fold sheets like no one's business? Man, Curtis, if you're listening to this, I'm going to tell this story, and I know I'm sure you'll appreciate it. At least I'm hoping you are. We had a one participant when Curtis and I were over there. And he would, every time Curtis would come, come down, like the beginning of the day, right? When we used to come down, like, you know, come in, go down to work with the guys or anytime Curtis was, he'd just be like, what up, Kurt? Hey, Kurt. Just call him Kurt. And just, just to drive him nuts. Like, fuck. Oh, those are good times. I will say this though, just speaking of the Monday night game, did you guys see the, I, I didn't watch it, but I, I saw the clip of uh, the Manning brothers. They had Joe Buck on. Yeah, I saw that, Joe, yeah. When Manning, when Payne Manning was like, yeah. "Hey, like Joe, you ever think you and Troy should have a you know in a blowout game? You'd want someone up there to like interview." And he's like, "Yeah, yeah. Last time I thought about that was uh, your, your your when you played Seattle in the Super Bowl. <laughs> that was true. great. That was uh, no, that was yeah. pretty funny. Was, I remember that one. I oh man, I remember that Super Bowl. But, yeah. The Manning cast continues to be far superior to oh pure gold the ESPN." <laughs> Gold, Jerry. Regular feed, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. It's really good. Uh, sorry, I didn't ask you, John. How are you doing this oh, week? Yeah, no, that's good. It's been a it's been a week. It's been steadily busy, almost over. But uh, I go on vacation uh, next Tuesday is my last working day until I have some time off. Use the last bit of my vacation over the holidays. So wrapping stuff up and it's the law of thing, you know, it gets busy when you're trying to exit for a bit. Right. So no, things are good. It's been a good week and, um, yeah, dolphins on by. So I'm looking forward to, uh, looking forward to the gray cup, to be honest with you. So it's going to be, going to be my focus a bit for football this weekend. I couldn't tell so you, focused, but I'm I couldn't <laughs> tell you one player on either team, except for the quarterback of Hamilton is, Evans because he had a really good game once he came yeah. in. That's yeah. all I know. So I'm yeah. absolutely ignorant. CFL. Yeah, and to be truthful, it's like, you know, I haven't followed the CFL as much as I have over my time, but um always like to keep a close watch on the on the tie cats. So it's and, Hamilton uh, hosting it. Yeah, and Hamilton's and Hamilton. in it against Winnipeg, yeah. right? In Hamilton. Well, if, and, if you think about it really, um if it wasn't for fantasy, I, I, I don't think that uh, that a lot of us would know so many names in the NFL. You know, like the, right. the prevalence of fantasy over the last like 10 years has just right. allowed us to, to know everything about everyone, you know? Sure. And when, I tried well. to play CFL fantasy like two years ago and it just, it just it wasn't as fun. You know, yeah. there's there's a limited amount of teams. There's all yeah. of that. It's fun to watch. The regional rivalries are great. And unfortunately, being from the East Coast, you know, you don't you don't get those. You, you don't get the regional uh, rivalries of the CFL. Like being in Toronto, you don't get it either because the team doesn't do well here. That's why Rogers sold it to Maple Leaf Sports Entertainment who thought they could turn it around. They couldn't. You know, they're bleeding money with the Argos. Yeah, I'm just glad the Argos got out of the dome. Yeah, they play down at BMO now. Yeah. Yeah. I I just, I mean, it's the lack of, it's, what is it, eight teams? That's what I just don't find. I can't get too interested in a league of just eight teams. And I know that's what the NHL, the NHL used to be only six. So 
Yeah. But I've, I don't know. It just doesn't grip me. I know that have you, really have you good been athletes to, in the CFL, but I just... Have you been to a CFL game? Just like curious. Have you ever been to like an Argos game or Montreal or anything? Have I been to an Argos game? I feel like I... I don't... I don't know. I don't think so. If I'm if I'm wondering about it, yeah, I don't think I'll, I have. I'll be honest with you. I, I'll give you this. If you ever have a chance to go... I would say go and I'm, and then, then your mind would change because I, I agree with you. And that's kind of what I mean. Like I fell off cause it, it is only eight teams and it's like during the summer, they usually start like later in the summer and you know, it runs. So it, it can be kind of difficult, but man, you experience it. It's, 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 quality professional football yeah. like people always compare to the nfl and again chris you're absolutely right about what you're saying if it wasn't for fantasy but at the same time is i'm like i think a lot of canadians and people like especially when it comes to sports is everything down the states is our is our standard right and and, and it's it's kind of ridiculous outside of hockey right because you know but a CFL game, man, and I'll put this, and especially in Hamilton, especially at old Iverwin, like I've yet to ever, since Iverwin got taken down, I haven't been at Tim Hortons Field. I would still like to go. Like I was talking to, uh, I was talking to our dad, my dad, and uh, just texting him about it after the win. And yeah, he was telling me he was looking into some tickets for, for us. And it's it's crazy, right? Like just because Hamilton, it's, it's the only thing in Hamilton outside the, yeah. are the Bulldogs in the Montreal? No, they, 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 moved. they went they to, moved. um, <laughs> The farm team for Montreal is, or the, it's the Laval Rocket, which is okay. the, is that the AHL team? Anyway. Yeah. Yeah. But anyways, not, it's, it's not the it's, Hamiltons. Any, yeah, it's not the Ticats are beloved in Hamilton, right? Like, so, and it's yeah. it's an experience, and it's just like it. And I've said this, and I don't know if I said the story before, but I'll, I'll forgive if I repeat myself. You know, it, we we moved uh, when we moved just outside of Hamilton. My dad took us to um, Labor Day Classic, Toronto versus Hamilton, and I remember being there. And this guy was like waving a flag, a big Argos flag after sun. And all of a sudden this like cup of beer comes flying, hits this guy. Some guy behind me just like maybe far behind, but it was just behind me. But he yells out, welcome to the hammer, buddy. And from that day on, I'm like, yeah, I'm a Ticats fan. <laughs> I always have been. Like, I remember, like, I would get ragged at it at, at the gateway when I was wearing my Ticats hat and like, all oh, good fun. Right. And I was like, no, I, I think CFL is great professional football it's it it's experience to have to definitely be there but anyways anyways yeah so that's uh i'm kind of looking forward to it you know go tie cats yeah it's great because like two things there's like there, there's a there's a spot for canadian players to play uh it's mandatory you know, um not like it's the NFL is a hard league to break into. You can be amazing and you can't break into the, to, to the NFL. It actually, that's, that's, that's a ridiculous thing for me to say. All professional sport leagues are ridiculously difficult to break into. You know, there's NFL Europe, there's hockey around the world. You know, it's cool that we have our own game that has its own rules and all of this stuff. And, you know, guys come up because they can't make the NFL and they play in the CFL and sometimes they go back to the NFL and sometimes they don't and they stay and they build lives in Canada because they're like, wow, Calgary is awesome. And they're from like, you know, the South, you know, it's, uh, yeah, it's a, it's a great thing. You, you go to university, you play football. What, what are you going to do? Oh, maybe you'll go play for the Alouettes. You know, maybe you'll go play in Saskatchewan. 
Well, yeah, think about it, like a lot of people think, you know, that you hear the stories of like, you know, guys like Andre Risen who, you know, gets booted out of the NFL ends up going to the CFL. Like, so NFL players leaving because they get cut. So they go, you, you don't always hear the story of how many uh, NFL rosters have CFL players. Are they necessarily like your Doug Foodie, your Jeff Garcia, your Warren Moons? Not all the time, your, your Joe Thysons, but they're impactful players for their teams that you're like, holy crap, he just played a couple seasons. And the biggest standout to me was Cameron Wake. Cameron Wake played for the BC Lions and then he came down to down to my Dolphins, which was great. I have his jersey, I have his Dolphins jersey. And he dominated. I mean, like, dominated. NFL, yeah. And I, I've read stuff that he's talked about and one of the things like he went to BC and he wasn't making that much money. He just he said, I just had a mattress in this like bachelor apartment because I was there to play football. And his focus was and dominated. He led the league, the CFL league in sacks, which then catches attention, then comes down the NFL and continues that work ethic. So yeah, Chris, you get exactly right. You get a lot of players that will be like, you know what? I couldn't make this. I'll come up here and start going hard and really working and then catch his eyes and like, you see where you're at. The one thing that drives me nuts about Canadian football is the fucking goalposts. Yeah, I hate like they're why literally they have right, them right in the middle. The, right yeah, the, that drives me nuts because you see the guy, like you'll see those plays on the one yard the line. Right? Of the I'm end like, zone. Yeah. you're going to fucking ram into that thing. Like, yeah. maybe change that a bit. <laughs> that's that's the one thing. It, always, it does seem like, so dangerous. Like, what, yeah. what, like crossing that zone's the wider, zone. right? Like it's, it's bigger. It's, it's, it's a bigger game. The field's a bit bigger, wider. It's, yeah. it's fun, man. It's fun. It's fun. Anyways. I just, what drives me nuts is the, I mean, I did play a year of high school football. So with, with the same rules, but just the, you know, instead of four downs, yeah. Three downs. It's just makes a big difference. Yeah. Um, and then you can't like, if you, uh, I remember two and out instead of three and out, you know? Yeah. Like it was, uh, I remember one of my claim the fames in high school when I played was, um, I wasn't a big kid still not, but they had me, they put me on defense, um, for a field goal. Right. And so I could see the play kind of break down. And so I was like in the secondary. And so I, I ran out and the quarter, the, the kicker fumbled it. And so they were going to pass it. I intercepted it. And so, you know, I'm off like done touchdown. Right. Like, but doesn't count. But doesn't count. And it doesn't count. So, doesn't count. It just so, that's in the right. That's what you know. And you get the ball, you run right. I just that was like you know. Yeah. Coach loved it. Coaches loved it, but it's like didn't count though. <laughs> so, yeah. You know, they didn't get the field goal, so it was great. But that I didn't get the point. But yeah, yeah, yeah. So guys, let's go south of the border to that game we already referenced uh, really quick here. So this is the breakdown of the Monday nighter. Listen, I'm a Pats fan. I'll view it through these rose-colored glasses all the time. But as I watched it, I mean, I imagined for the anyone else who wasn't a Patriots fan, it must have been the most boring game they ever watched because Josh Allen threw the ball. Uh, Mac Jones did not throw the ball at all. They stuck to some game plan from the 1940s and Mac Jones ended up throwing it three times completed two passes for 19 yards. The Patriots ran it 46 times for 222 yards and beat the bills 14 to 10. It was a very bizarre game. One of the more bizarre NFL games I've ever seen. I'm, I'm happy with the outcome. I'm happy the Patriot, the Patriots are, 
Um, first in the AFC, yeah, not just the AFC East, but the whole conference. And they're yeah. on a bye now, and this is great. But it was a bizarre game, and I know a lot of Patriots haters will <laughs> hate this game and hate mm-hmm. um, what Mac Jones did, which was hand the ball off 96% of the time. So um, anyway, what do you guys, did you watch, did you catch any of it? What did you think of? To be honest with you, Bills? I didn't catch you any didn't, of it. Doesn't surprise no. me, John. No, no, it was, uh, we, we have, a, we all have a mutual friend who's a Bills fan and I was texting him and I was like, you know, I am pulling for the Bills in this game, you know? And so I got a, oh. uh, I got a message from him um, yesterday and it was fuck the stupid Patriots only threw the ball three times last night, and the Bills still <laughs> weren't prepared for the run. I hate they football knew it now. Was coming. That was <laughs> the like, crazy I hate, thing. He goes, I hate football now. <laughs> so we're going back and forth. So yeah, it was. Um, ah man, I was disappointed. Like that was forget the weather. Forget how you only threw it. Like you got. Like, it was fluky. The Patriots can't run the ball that well in my opinion obviously they did they win so like you know but really well this season pretty well two backs that are yeah backs who are good the only thing i found interesting in that game was the fact that and i didn't know this that apparently in these cold weather games brady would wear a scuba suit did you guys all hear about this so no but i saw that matt jones wore something similar right because brady passed it down to brian hoyer Brian Hoyer passes down to Mac Jones and then Mac Jones, like a little wuss that he is supposed to be a football player, but I guess growing up in like Florida and, and then going to Alabama, big tough guy, quarterback player that he is, couldn't handle a little bit of the wet weather. Like welcome to new England and playing in the AFC. I don't think he cares. Listen, he's, he's good. He didn't, they didn't let him pass at all, but yeah, because they know he can't, he know he, all he can do is throw the like two yard slants and like, he can't throw the ball that well. So yeah, of course don't, don't throw the ball. Let's run the ball. Listen, so, I don't want to get into a back and forth here. He's throwing it. I was like, going to say, he's I like think third in the NFL in completion percentage, something like that. You, you, you don't, you can still have completion percentage when you're throwing short passes. Yeah, he doesn't well, hear like, like, like oh, he, some he, other guys, but that's not what the coaches want him to do. He was out there trying. Like, did, did you not see that video of him trying to uh, throw the ball at, in the wind before the game? No, he I didn't see do it. it. Yeah, they, they had him out there practicing before. He couldn't do it. And so then all of a sudden they're just running the ball because it was working. So they kept doing it. Yeah, it it was working. Of course, of course it was just be like, he just doesn't, you know, he'll get better, but he, he just doesn't have that big league arm. He doesn't have Justin Herbert's arm, but that's okay. He's accurate. And I'll take that. I, I don't know. I know. I know you guys differ from me on this, but yeah. Well, anyway, Patriots Listen, won. If you were, good. Bear, I so what? What did you, you say he was? Fan. What did I say he was? Yeah, in the uh, Q in the what you I want? I think the, before going into the Monday Nighter, I think he was third in the in the league in completion percentage. No, he's not. 
Uh, Matt Stafford is. Okay. Is he close to third? Yeah. Yeah. No, he's kind of close to third. If you, how if close? You, well, there's a three in it. Third. He's 23rd. No. Yeah, I made that up. He's not 23rd. <laughs> he's definitely not a third. Uh, sorry, I'm just counting right now. One, <laughs> He's, he's not like in the top 10. 70 something. I think he's like 12 or 13 of them doing right. He's definitely not in the top 10. Okay. Okay. Well, yeah. but I get you. I, I get you. I get you. But, you know. You're right. I mean, they're, they're, they're the call. The plays the goes to Belichick. Uh, that's but. the only thing I'll say. The credit of that game goes to Belichick. And Belichick's son who game planning looks absolutely out of his mind, Steve, but I guess he's a good defensive coach. That's what people say. But he, did you, you, I think you he's guys, coming you've seen the own. videos of him sticking his tongue yeah. out and stuff? He's yeah. out of control. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I think, I think Steve's really coming into his own. Uh, Thank like you, Chris. You look a couple you years to ago. say that. Well, it's, it's true. What I was going to say earlier, what I, what I was going to say earlier was that if you were in my position, Alex, if you were a Chicago Bears fan, you would be on this podcast this week being like, you know what? Uh, Matt Nagy's not so bad. You know, he, he's just got to work out these uh, these things. Like, you know, his first season was so great. You you have a respectable amount of loyalty to to whatever brand, band, or team you are following. And that's admirable. However, you're fairly wrong about the Patriots. <laughs> Are, do you think do you like Matt Nagy no 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 he's, he's, he's got to go he uh, he had so much potential he re- really breathed life into that club and then now it's just he's the worst play caller probably in the NFL right now weren't they doing so much better when he let another coach call the plays yes there was like a week or two there yeah so I, I'm not, why I'm would not I sure defend it, Matt Nagy? I don't understand that. No, no. I'm saying if you were, if you weren't a Patriots fan, okay, you were a Bears fan because of your, because of your loyalty to, to the cause, much as the same way you blindly, <laughs> uh, blindly defend Bill Chidacek. Greatest of all time. Yeah. <laughs> he is, Chris. He is. When 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 they come out with uh with Bill Bill Belichick football for PS twelve, we'll we'll see. Do you guys ever play? Sorry, just because just because you said that, like they they had a they did a game years ago. EA came out and it was just it was a full, but it was all GM. It was the GM game. There's no playing football. Like you would sit and you would pick a team like the the Patriots, Dolphins, Bears, whatever, and you would run that team. It was not. Not playing football, wasn't a Madden like football. They did like a yeah, it was an interesting game. Which then just kind of segues. Um, I saw a clip of one one of the most un- in my mind, and and I think we've talked about this. And Chris, I know you'll agree with me. One of the most underrated football movies of all time. I saw a clip of, and I will tell you about it in a second. I was like, I got to watch this. So just the other day, I came home. And I'm like, I'm going to watch this movie, Draft Day. Oh yeah, seen, oh, I've seen it before. Day. Hadn't seen it in a while, right? Because I think that was it came out in uh, 2014. Um, yeah, no, absolutely right. Fantastic, just fantastic. Probably one of the one of the for me personally one of the top top five Kevin Costner roles, if not top three. 
of Kevin all time. Costner with um, Bull Durham and Field mm-hmm. of Dreams and mm-hmm. Draft Day. Yeah. Are there any other sports movies? I mean, he's one Not of the sports movies. I'm just talking for him in has, general. I mean, he's a great actor. That's right. Yeah, in general, yeah. but he's done Tin Cup, man. Tin, tin Cup. Yes, thank you. Thank he's you. Done yeah, yeah. Tin many Cup. Many sports movies yeah. that have been Mystery Alaska. He's, I don't think I've seen yeah, that one. He's, yeah. he's not in Mystery Alaska. Uh, <laughs> Wait, he's in Miracle, right? Yeah. <laughs> anyways, yeah, yeah anyways, yeah. That, that's, that, that was that's always the other way. <laughs> that's the other way. Yeah, that's right. I hated Wyatt. That's funny. Anyhow. Yeah. Yeah, well, it was, we'll see. You guys are oh, yeah. oh, AFC number one. We'll see. Uh, Still some more to go. For the love of the game, yeah. Draft day, tin cup. He was in for the love of the game, also. Yeah. Yeah. He's, oh, right. He's that a was professional. That was a good one. Yeah. And Waterworld was about swimming, wasn't it? Yeah, basically. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That is fantastic. Fantastic. So. Oh, man. In 1985, he was in a movie called American Flyers uh, about um, track racing, uh, Olympic track racing uh, for bicycling. Oh, really? I mean, the list just keeps getting longer and longer. Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves was about archery. Yeah, that's right. Another sports movie. (laughs) Yellowstone's about horse racing. And rodeo, which is which and is rodeo. a sport. And so, yeah. Guys, we asked uh, all of our valued listeners for some topics to talk about on this season finale. So I'll read them out, and you guys jump in with what you want. So uh, Corey asked us to talk about the Lions getting their first win, and also yeah, we, should, we should talk about that for Josh's sake. Even we'll talk about that. Also, two Detroit Red Wings rookies. Um, Raymond and Sater. Uh, but yeah, we'll talk about, yeah, Lions first win. Two Red Wings, Red Wings rookies. Pete asked us to talk about F1, the F1 championship coming up. Yes, sir. And a podcast that we follow and they follow us on Instagram called 1420 sports podcast asked us to talk about the Leafs and Raptors championship chances in 2022. <laughs> Not happening. <laughs> I, I, the Leafs have a chance. The Leafs have a chance. But yeah, well, talk about Leafs any have of those a chance topics. At maybe making the playoffs. The Raptors have a chance at getting into a play-in position. Maybe making the playoffs. That. The Leafs are hot, Chris. I mean. They always do this in the regular season and burn out in the playoffs. But yeah, yeah. yeah. But the Raptors, it's just to go quick, the Raptors. Yeah. Could they make the playoffs in the sure right now? Are the championship hopes? No. Like we talked about this was even last week. Like I see the championship not even being in the East is going to be into the West anyways. Um, yeah. And for 2022, it's not going to happen. Not for this year. Certainly not for next year. Raptors are still, are in my mind, far removed from from another championship run. But 
That's what I think. I think that every night that Herbie Kuhn presses that buzzer, how the ownership bought a championship with Kawhi Leonard and then squandered everything else after that. Under the guise of a quote-unquote rebuild, we will. it will be a long time before we see a championship in Toronto and... The ownership has realized that it's the hottest selling ticket in the city. It's the hottest selling ticket in the country. More people are traveling from armpit Saskatchewan to try and get to a Raptors game as opposed to people coming from Toenail, Alberta to come watch a Leaf game. The, the hot ticket for that ownership group is the Raptors between merchandise and ticket sales. Yeah. And Hyundai's. High, the Hyundai sales in this yeah. city are through the roof. Are through the roof. I think that his doc on CBC was supposed to air last weekend. It's coming up this weekend. I think. I think it was supposed to be last weekend. Might have missed it. Um, yeah, I, no, I can agree with that because I don't they, even they, want to talk about they draft how the home. fans in the. Yeah, yeah. I'll just say they draft the hometown boys just to put butts in the seats, in my opinion. But. We should talk, yeah, before anything, I do think, you know, Josh isn't here, and uh, we should talk about his Lions win. Uh, as Josh would probably say, I, I feel very comfortable speaking for Josh these days. Uh, Lions Super Bowl champs 2025, which is That's three years Chris. away. That's three years away. Three well, bit, you know, yeah. Will they do it with Goff at the helm? I don't know, but that was a clutch TD that he did throw to get that win. Did you see so. the defense? They were playing like a prevent defense mm-hmm, on the mm-hmm, last play. Mm-hmm. Keep everything in front of you. And oh, yeah, and he, he he friggin' lasered that one in. You could see it. So I enjoyed it, man. I I said this on this before, and I've said that you know I like Dan Campbell. I think he's I think he's a good coach. I think he's a great coach for the Lions. I think he's what the Lions need right now. Um, I was glad they got it, and I really hope how this season goes for them isn't defining his job. And you know, I think you give him a good season or two to really see maybe the Lions getting back more and more competitive. But um, yeah, it was great to see. It was great to see. Yeah. Um, so. McClement was happy because, you know, I don't know what he would like more. Lions winning the Super Bowl in 2025 or the Kings winning the Stanley Cup in 2035. Who knows? That's for you out there, Josh, if you're listening to this. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I don't have much to say about the Red Wings rookies. I'll leave that. I'll tell you, okay. I'll quickly jump in. So yeah. these are two guys I wasn't too aware of, but a defenseman named Moritz Sater with the Red Wings. Um, he's only 20, drafted sixth in the 2019 NHL draft. But in 26 games this season with the Red Wings, he has three goals and 15 assists for 18 points. That's tremendous for a defenseman. And then another uh, young gun for the Red Wings, Lucas Raymond. He was drafted fourth overall in the 2020 NHL draft. And this season in 26 games, he's got 22 points. And he plays left wing. So they're pretty good. Yeah. That's all I really can say on it, Corey. But uh, they look look good. And Stevie Y is a good guy to have calling the shots. I think he basically built the Tampa Bay lightning before they won the cup and they, yeah. 
anyway, they've been, they've won two since he left, but um, he was instrumental and he'll get the Red Wings back to where they used to be. So yeah, I've always been partial to the Red Wings. Uh, yeah. My son and I started uh, collecting the hockey cards probably through Tim's, right? We're like, well, majority through Tim's. So every time we open up a package and we get it, he'll ask me, daddy, like, who is this team? Or do you, daddy, do you like them? And then yeah. he's gotten to the point where he's six now and he likes to play, he'll, he'll play my hockey games, which is, I still have 20, 21 NHL 21. Um, so we'll play that and he's like getting into it and he picks the teams. And so, yeah, Red Wings, every time the Red Wings, he'll be like, who's this? And I got like a Tyler Bertuzzi card or something. Yeah. And, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm I'm always partial to the Red Wings, so go Wings. Like yeah, go Wings. Um, John, talk about the F1 championship. Yeah, coming up. man, it's what a season! Like, so this one, this this past race was the first time ever. It was in uh, Saudi Arabia. So this is this to this Sunday. Um, I believe the race starts at 8 a.m. our time. Um, this is the last one. So this is now this race this Sunday is going to declare the winner of who's going to be the F1 champion for this season. So last week was pivotal. It was so the it comes down to two main teams in F1 are dominating, right? Are dominating, which is Mercedes, which has you, you have your Lewis Hamilton, who is, and you know, it'll be interesting if we can get some responses on this from listeners who follow it, where people stand and what you will find in this world, which I've been finding is you're either in two camps right now, right? Personally, my favorite racing team is McLaren. I like McLaren. They're more of the middle of the pack. My favorite racer is Daniel Ricardo, but he's kind of like a middle of the pack kind of guy. He's usually they they're in with uh, Ferrari um, fighting for like the, the second or third spot, right? Who's, who's going to be third in what's called the constructors cup, which is team based, right? That's now Mercedes, you know, stuff like that. So okay. the two camps, you're either Red Bull, which is Max Verstappen is the number one, driver for that or your Mercedes, which is the number one driver is Lewis Hamilton, which Lewis Hamilton for the record, I'm in the Mercedes camp. Um, I think Lewis, Lewis Hamilton is the best F1 driver of all time. Uh, one point this year on a, on his victory and it's just escaping me right now. He has won more races than any F1 driver ever. And then that, that opens up conversations like we have with any sport, but it comes to because especially with motor racing, like cars are different now, what they're allowed to have with engines and technology, like it's a little bit different. But the point is, is racing is still racing. And so if anybody and Lewis Hamilton takes one of the gets, takes the most heat out of every driver. And I believe that's just like how Tiger Woods would take it is when you have the driver with someone who's at the top of their sport, everyone just likes to bring them down. Right. But Lewis Hamilton takes the most heat and he is one of the most like gracious sportsmen ever. And he wins and his focus because on straightaways, these guys are doing over 300, up to 330 kilometers an hour. Over 300 most on some it's, straightaways, depending on... It's, it's, it's insane. insane. It's, it's literally insane. Yeah. Um, when you're watching it, it, it's like what we just talked about the diving. It doesn't seem how fast that is, but 
and you the, the control and the focus like oh can't say enough of it anyway so the point is so it's come down to it where max verstappen of red bull has actually won more races this year than lewis hamilton has so max was leading in points and this is for the championship of drivers so if max verstappen won last weekend he would have clinched the if he beat lewis hamilton came ahead of him in anything like fourth and lewis was fifth second what well, doesn't matter max would have clinched the the title how it all shook down so then you do your qualifying right so it's a whole weekend so there's qualifying races on on the saturday before the race which i could we could get into more but for our time's sake i'll dumb down it just essentially decides where you're lining up and what they call pole position okay pole position one p1 that's the head of the pack p2 pole position two you know second third so forth and so forth right and so you're not racing but you're, it's, it's timing of laps and how you make your laps and, you know, and that base is how fast you go kind of stuff. So anyways, so, um, Lewis got pole one. I think if I could believe Verstappen got P3. And so since this was a new track, first time in Saudi Arabia, it's what's considered, um, a street racing track, like a uh, Monte Carlo. Um, what that means is there's walls right up against the track. So when you're making the turns, there are walls right there. So the, the it's so slim for any kind of margin of error is very slim. One loose of focus, you're in the wall. So you're prepared. And as racers and teams and everything, you prepare for multiple crashes and, and yell. And there was, there was a few crashes. So as so, opposed to other races that don't have those walls. Exactly. So if you have more of an open track, so let's just say like, um, like the one they just did, they did in Brazil where there is walls, but there, but that's a little more leeway. So as you're going around the corner, you'll see some of the, most of the, the cars are going outside what would be outside the track. Right. But you have a little more leeway. There's no okay. wall there. You can still make that current turn. Right. Um, some turns are a little bit tighter as you see, but yeah, they were considering this like a, and it's at night, which is kind of, it's under lights because of time difference. So for us, it was during the day, but then I think it was like a 12 hour time difference. Anyways, the point is, is, um, what I, there's multiple crashes when you need multiple red flags. So then teams get to have to pit. So there's a lot of drama and there's a lot of strategy over what type of tires you use, uh, to start with. And you're only allowed to have like two types of tires usually, right? Which a hard compound, soft compound, or medium compound. If you have soft compound, that means you go faster, right? So how are you going to use or when you're going to pit, right? You got to, you got to know when you're going to pit to change those tires to give soft you that compound, soft compound compound you'd go faster but you'd have to pit sooner you'd have to pit sooner exactly exactly right so you that's a whole strategy of when do you pit right so lewis is number one so when he goes into the pit lane it's going to look like he drops down because people will pass him because you only want to be in that pit for like two to three seconds it's really crazy how those teams work and do that's insane that's how fast they change the tires and do whatever else they need to do yeah yeah two like that's the most if you're going past like you're in like four or five seconds that's fucking eternity right because again these guys are flying by right so you're losing your position anyways because the idea is is like people are going to everyone's going to have to pit at some point right so there's you got to figure out when are you going to pit especially when you're in the lead right and then you got your teammate right so with mercedes you got uh botas so he's he's leaving mercedes for alfa romeo next year and he said that you know his job now for the next couple of races protect lewis because Lewis has the chance to win the championship. Botas, I think he's like third or fourth. I'll just check. Yeah, he is. He's sitting third in the championship standings, right? So he's not going to win the championship. So his teammate, he wants to protect Lewis and make that, which means like, you know, he was number two. So he needs to, you know, 
keep Lewis in front kind of thing. So th- all teams are going, it's, it's crazy. It's literally, it, it seems like it's, it should be just so straightforward, but there's a lot of moving pieces in this, specifically with the rivalry with Verstappen and Lewis and it's the, the buildup. So what it came down to was based Lewis Hamilton. He was, he's going to be my quail and I'm going to put it out right now. It was going to be that way that he won. So now they are tied for points. So they've come in. So what, if you're a Lewis fan or a Mercedes fan, what you want is you, and so I believe Verstappen was, he was number, he came second, second or third, second, I believe I'm, I'm, I'm getting kind of hyped up, but he, he walked off every time you, you get the trophy, everyone does this whole thing, the national anthem, and then he bring out the champagne balls. It's a tradition. It's all just kind of tradition. And he is such a poor sport that after he got his trophy, the national anthem happens, they get their trophy and he just walked off. Like I can understand as a young driver, you you're on the cups of it, but at the same time, and I always believe in sportsmanship, right? Like, Hey, yeah. racing is racing. you got one more race to prove yourself. Like, so there's all these little things that have been going on back and forth between the two teams. And so if you're a Lewis fan, you'd want my first stop to have fallen down a little bit more because, and if you, if you finish in the top 10, you get points. If you're behind the top 10, you get no points. Right. So obviously the higher you up, the more points you get. So if, if uh, Verstappen have gotten uh, like tenth, Lewis would be ahead of him in the points, right? So you want that coming into both teams. So now it's like it's tied for points. Wow! Coming down to the last race of the season, right? Which is Sunday morning. Which is Sunday morning. Where for the time is it difference being held? and it is Abu, Abu Dhabi. It okay. always ends at Abu Dhabi. Um, I believe Saudi became uh, Saudi Arabia was this year due to the fact that with Australia, there's usually a race in Australia near the end, but with the with the COVID restrictions and stuff. John, like that. I got to ask you. I know yeah. you're a huge NFL fan. Yeah, yeah. I know you love basketball. You played yes. basketball like me the yeah. most of any sport. Yeah. But where does it rank now in terms of? you as a fan, like viewing, does it in terms of NFL, NBA and F1, where does F1 rank for you? Viewing? Yeah. Like, like when Two. you get amped Second. up for these races. Second. So like, so like this Sunday, is that <laughs> yeah. equivalent to the Super Bowl for F1? Uh, essentially. Yeah. Yeah. And, and be able to transfer to all listeners. Like, and I've said this before, like it, I maybe not be making sense. Maybe I want to talk to you guys. If you watch that Netflix show, drive to survive. That's what hooked me. My brother-in-law has been in it ever since I've known him. And he used to watch on Sundays. I was like, ah, you know, it was always, nah, that's a little, I'm not going to still watch a race. I thought the race took hours. I'm like, ah, that's just dumb. And, you know, but then I watched this and it's like, it's anything. It's like hard knocks with NFL. You get a little, you get a sense of actually what is into the sports. And now you're like, okay. So you get to know the players or drivers, you get to know all the, all the other play team principles, which they call the guys in charge, like which would be your head coaches essentially. Right. And what goes in and how they, and then it can, you know, now I get it. Right. Like, and I'm hooked. I'm hooked completely. So if I, I would honestly, it would be, uh, I would play, I'd rather, I'd watch the Dolphins game first of all, because that's what happened okay. in my household. Cause it was, uh, you know, uh, the race was going on a little bit later. It was, I think the race started around like the 10 ish mark on the last past weekend. So, um, keep my eye on it. Uh, Sarah was upstairs watching. I when the dolphins are on, it's time for the dolphins. So I'm still gonna, dolphins. Number one, still dolphins. Then, I kept tracks. Okay. Like Sarah's letting me know and seeing, but like, since dolphins are on by, it's early morning. 
early morning ones. I've watched the race anyways, but it would go race and then it would go like basketball for sure. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I enjoyed it a lot more. But and it's really, really in the last year, couple of years since yeah. you've started following, it's really just since COVID. Yeah. Since COVID, right? It's like with these things drop and I got into it and I finished it and the races were happening again. Um watched it watched a bit uh bit last season and then um got into it more this year and yeah, yeah, that, that's where it's at. So that's all long short of a long story, make it even longer. It comes down to this this weekend and it's gonna be exciting and uh yeah. It's it's fun to watch. It's fun to watch. Chris, I'm going to jump here to Major League Baseball. Do you have, yeah, what's going on with the state of things? Is there going to be a lockout? Are we going to have baseball next season? Is it going to be a shortened season? I haven't really followed it. What what do you know? Okay, so we are in a lockout right now. Uh, it's been it's it's been almost a week now. It'll be a week tomorrow, at midnight tonight at midnight, whatever it is. Um, so we're hopefully things will get going by by March. But you know, pitchers and catchers are reporting in two and a half months, and uh, from what I've read, both sides are so far apart on this that. Uh, you know, because there's real there's there's rule changes that uh, that are on board. There's the playoff schedule that are on board. There's issues with the minor league system that are on the table. Uh, and now, and now you have the league with these uh, with these balls. Uh, they were cycling in new, uh, looser looser balls all last season, so the core of the ball wasn't wound as tight. So you didn't really know what ball you were going to get. There was no cosmetic changes. No one would ever know. Uh, they they felt the same. Everything was the same, but they were wound a little bit uh, looser, which allowed the ball to travel and carry further. So is that, that what Verlander was complaining about? Like may, maybe. Hmm. Sorry, when he, you he said just that, that the balls were, he said they were juiced and like flying yeah. out easier yeah that's yeah. That, that that's what it is yeah anyways um yeah so that's so apparently what i heard today was that there was a uh there was an error in production in 2020 okay and then in this season they continued to make that error ball knowing that it was that it was in error and they were just cycling them through and the only people who knew was like the league office and the commissioner's office. So that's on the table. Uh, what to do about cheating and sign stealing and all that. That's also something that's on the table. Like, because the, uh, even the players union is, is pretty split on, uh, you know, what, you know, the fallout from the Astros. So, so do you think, I mean, yeah. Do you think the season will, will be delayed? Um, I, I think at this point it will because the, the players are and the owners are too far, uh, too far away from each other. Right. But the players need to play because the players don't make money if they don't in play the playoffs. Oh, in the playoffs. Right. The okay. owners continue to make money in the playoffs. So you can you can have a condensed season and still have the playoffs in time when everyone wants October baseball, but the players don't get paid. 
Right. They get bonuses, but they don't get paid. Well, it'll be interesting what yeah. uh, what happens come uh, come April when the season usually starts. Guys, yeah, it'll be interesting to see what happens come uh, spring training. Right. Do you guys have uh, Quaylen Awards for the most timely plays of the week? Just that Lewis Hamilton win was mine, so I'm sticking with it. With clutch. Yep. Came out clutch. So he's like the goat of oh, F1. 100%. Absolutely. He's Does Tom he, Brady of F1. He, no, no, no. Verstappen, I would say, I would say, because uh, he's a baby and he complains when he doesn't <laughs> win and stuff. So I would say Max Verstappen's more of a Tom Brady wow. character. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Chris, do you have, any, do you have a Quaylen? Uh, I'm, I'm going to pass on that. What is my question? I think I, uh, I, I think I could jump in because I yeah, think you my, jump in, I John. think I think Chris, um, correct me. I think you said you would give it to Jared Goff for the the win with the Detroit Lions with his clutch touchdown at the end. I think that's what you you mentioned to me this week. I could be wrong. Yeah, yeah, that is what, that's what I said. <laughs> uh, my Quaylen is Carey Price. He's today, as of today, which is December. Mm-hmm. 8th Wednesday December 8th he's practicing in full gear so hopefully he comes back but the Habs have dug quite the hole for themselves to uh to even compete for the playoffs they're near the bottom of the entire league so but come on back Carrie we need you um okay I've got a few star bench cuts just to finish off this season guys so we got a few different sports. We'll start with the NBA. Start one of these players, bench one of these players, and cut one of these players. So we've got Ja Morant, Donovan Mitchell, Trey Young. Ooh. Start John uh, Ja Morant. Okay. He's He's just improving more and more. And this I, season I, took a huge this leap. This season, huh? absolutely. There, the future is bright with Memphis with this with this kid, and he's just only going to get keep getting better. Um, Donovan Mitchell and Trey Young. That's hard, just because I don't like to go back to back point guards. So I'm going to go Donovan. I would cut. I would cut Trey Young. Okay. Just do that. Just just do that fact. Because if I'm looking at my team, I'd rather have that's just yeah. That's the only reason. So, bench Mitchell, cut uh, Trey Young. Okay. What do you think, Chris? I would cut Trey Young, but not for the fact like you know he's he's leading the league in points, right? But the fact that he called out the reporter to. Uh, who called a fan broke for not wanting to pay money for the, for the athletic. I think that that was like, I think that that was like a big move. So I think I would bench him uh, and I'd start Donovan Mitchell. I would start Donovan Mitchell. I think he's like a, he's, I think he's the closest any current NBA player is to Dwayne Wade and I, mm. I love Dwayne Wade. It's um, a good comparison. I think we like that. 
between John Moran and Trey Young. Uh, yeah, it's hard, eh? It's really hard. Yeah. I mean, Trey Young took the Hawks to the Eastern Conference Final last year. Yeah. But I love John Morant's athleticism. I'll I'll bench John Morant and I'll cut Trey Young, but that's really tough. Yeah. Yeah. Really, absolutely. really tough. Absolutely. Okay, I've got another sport. Start one, bench one, cut one. We're going football, Joe Burrow, Tua Tonga Vailoa, <laughs> and Justin it. Herbert. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Oh, anyone want to lead off on this one? Chris, you want to go? No, go ahead. I'll go. I'll start All Justin right, yeah, Herbert. I'll bench <laughs> Joe Burrow and I'll cut to a tongue of well, You know what? I'm, I'm starting to, uh, I'm starting to, uh, I'm benching. If you Herbert. weren't a Dolphins fan, I know that's an impossible thing because uh, if people said that to me, if you weren't a Patriots fan, you wouldn't like anyway yeah but, i know okay, because you, i've been I've, i know i've said this to you and i've said this on this podcast i stand by it i own every i own things that i say when it came to draft day i was looking at everything i like justin herbert you did i did and so i, I was if people were asking me and i've said if you're asking me who do i want i wanted justin herbert but if Herbert, we didn't go Herbert and we went with Tua, which we did, I would be just as happy. But my watching Herbert's tape, he was a little bit under the radar at the time. And I just was listening to people because I'm no by far means no expert and watching. I was like, yeah, I think Herbert was going to be solid. And I, be- I but I believe in Tua. I believe in Tua. And if you look and I was looking at our conversation about Mac Jones and yes, and to his limited starts and to his limited plays, his passer rating is fantastic. It really is for what and how he's playing and what he's had to deal with, with Miami, with the Deshaun Watson rumors, his confidence is there. He's, he's able to focus. He's able to go out, you know, every system, every player is, you know, he's still the system. So there seems like they're releasing him more and letting him just play he's going to only get better. And he didn't always, he didn't play a full season last year. Like and Herbert didn't either, but Herbert had more games under his belt before Tua got the start. Yes. Injuries. We talked about it. He had that big hit Buffalo, big hit, knocked him out with the ribs, but Hey, you know, that's an investment that the dolphins decide. Wasn't that Tua didn't want to play is the dolphins didn't want to play him. So what can he do? He's not going to play, right? Like a drew Brees. He still want drew Brees. But anyways, so, as a Dolphins fan, not a Dolphins fan. Oh, yeah, I knew I knew once you said that. Ah, it's, it's hard. It's hard. But you know what? I'm saying it just for us to keep going is it's going to be Tua and because uh, I believe in him and uh, cutting Burrow, bench Herbert. Yeah. You're not a Dolphins fan. It, it would be hard. We'll say this. It would be harder to agree with me. Uh, but just because a lot of my focus, like, is a lot of reading dolphin stuff, watching it more. So, Herbert is going to be good. Herbert is is good. Herbert is going to be in that conversation of MVP of the next few seasons. So it's no disrespect because I believe Herbert is better than Burrow. But I'm going with my heart. And yeah. I'm going with Tua, and I believe in Tua, and I love Tua. Fair enough. Happy to have him. He's the future for us. Chris, you got a thought on those three quarterbacks? Uh, yeah. Uh, Herbert Burrow, Tua. 
Hmm. That's um, exactly right. Yeah, Justin Herbert is the better all-around quarterback. Uh, Joe Burrow is taking the Bengals to a to a spot not seen since Boomer Esiason. There we go. There's a. That's right, Boomer. To a. Um, it, it it you just put him in with uh, with like two other really great quarterbacks. Like if, if if you threw your boy Mac Jones in here, I'd be cutting Mac Jones. I'd be starting Joe Burrow. I'd be benching Tua. But Herbert Burrow, Tua. Yeah. Those Chargers are fun to watch, man. Yeah. And and the Bengals, like, who knew? Yeah, I mean, with with Burrow and Chase, it's been good. It's been. Um... Yeah, they're uh, they're right in the mix. Okay, uh, last start bench cut for the season. This is special shout out to Josh and Jesse because we're going to talk hockey here. We've got uh, Alexander Barkov, Leon Dreisaitl, and Nikita Kucherov start bench cut. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> sure. <laughs> I'm going in that I'm order. Sure. <laughs> I'm going in that order. That's all I'm saying. I'm in going that exact it. order. Yeah, that's what's happening. And uh, Jesse and uh, Jesse and Josh, you got my number. You can come at me. <laughs> what do you think, Chris? <laughs> I feel like you might know more than John on this. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I, I don't know. I I, I don't think that uh, dry saddles really. Um, I don't know. Uh, I'm cutting him. What, wow. what, 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 who, who else did you say? Dreisaitl, Barkov, and Kucherov. I think Dreisaitl, FYI, is like near the top of the league, maybe number one in points so far this season. Any, anyway, but Dreisaitl, Barkov, Kucherov. Yeah, starting Kucherov, benching Barkov, and uh, cutting the Dreisaitl. The German, okay. Yeah. I'm starting... Oh, I, that, I think it's actually a really hard start bench cut. Uh, I think I'll start dry sidle. I think I'll bench Kucherov and cut Barkov, but that's extremely difficult. Well, that sports. Guys, uh, thank you for three great seasons of that sports podcast thank you to our listeners uh we'll start up again sometime in january with our fourth season and um yeah wish everybody a merry christmas a happy new year and thank you for listening to this podcast it's been um extremely fun for us and quite unexpected so thank you for listening catch you on the flip side catch you on the flippity flip take it away steve benjamins